You're listening to the Naptime Empires podcast with my mom, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Mom, your show's on. Thanks, bud. I got it from here. Welcome to the Naptime Empires podcast, refreshingly honest conversations on the realities of parenthood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Let's get started. I've been feeling a pull lately just to get back to basics. So I created this type form survey, which I'll link to in the show notes. You can go to NikkiElledgeBrown.com slash wishlist if you haven't filled it out yet. But I created a type form survey just so I could ask the people who are listening the most closely, the closest right now, you know, what is one of your biggest challenges or frustrations right now when it comes to feeling good about how you're showing up, not just in your life, but also in your business vice versa. And I'm just curious and nosy and I'm looking for overlaps in what it is that you want and need support around right now and what it is that I want to offer support around right now, right? That's the ideal is to find something that works for both of us. I mean, that's really the best and only option. Why would you want to build a business on something you don't actually care to do? So I've been loving reading the responses in this Google sheet from the type form because to me, it seems so obvious that you also are feeling a pull to get back to basics. And when I say getting back to basics, it's like these are timeless things. They're not based on algorithms or whatever Facebook is doing. I've always said from the beginning of my business, it comes down to knowing your value, knowing who needs it, and communicating your value to the people who need it in a smart, authentic way. And so there are various building blocks that you need in place to be able to do that. And one of those biggest building blocks is the mindset. And I've said this before, like I could give you all the recipes in the world and you could have an amazing offer, but if you don't believe that you are enough and that it's okay to actually put yourself out there, then you won't do it and it's not going to help you. So it's no surprise to me. The number one thing when I asked which of your areas of life could use an upgrade right now, the number one response was money and finances. And so what I want to say is if you're listening to this in real time, I'm inviting you to be part of what I'm calling my season of focus. Because my family and I have a really exciting summer of vacation and pool time. You know, it's like our first full summer living in this house with our beautiful, super cool backyard. And there's a lot to look forward to this summer. And so for these next couple of months, I really want to dial in and make sure that I'm crystal clear on how I'm showing up to serve you in my business. So I'm calling it the season of focus. It's going to be our guiding theme. And we're going to talk about these basic building blocks of what it is that ultimately has led to my success in my business. And I want to share those things with you. So first up in this moment in time, we're going to be talking about money and mindset. One, because it's what you told me you needed help with. And two, because my personal money mentor, now a friend of mine, but I originally met her through Facebook. You've heard her possibly if you listened to the episode number 10, Naptime Empires, is Denise Duffield Thomas. So at the time, whenever I met her through, you know, just Facebook groups we had in common, like what are money blocks? I don't even know what that is. I've heard of writer's block. I don't know what money blocks are. I just wasn't aware. And then I started to hear more and more about Denise and I got curious and I read her book, Get Rich Lucky B-I-T-C-H, spelling that in case you don't have your earbuds in right now. And then I ended up joining her money bootcamp. It had to have been July of 2014, I believe. 
So years ago, I joined as a student. I was like, what is this? I'm so curious about this money mindset stuff. Like, what are people talking about? How you have an energetic income level? What does this mean? You know, I had a pretty quick, like, I didn't have much resistance early on in my business because I didn't have any expectations. My expectation was to make 20, like, it'd be cool if I made $20,000 in a year in my business. And then instead it happened in the first two months. So I didn't even know enough to be scared of success or like whatever that looked like until then I saw my expectations and then I let that freak me out and be like, oh my gosh, if I don't make a million dollars by next year, then I'm a failure. You know what I mean? So it's really good to have mindset tools in place to manage this. And so years ago I had, cause I always share always, whether I was an affiliate or not, I've always shared Denise's program, the money bootcamp with my audience, because like I said, she's one of my favorite people to learn from and with when it comes to this stuff. And so years ago we did a video and I'll link to that in the show notes, a video interview, and we covered seven crucial money mindset shifts. And I want to share them with you today because they're free and powerful and they're simple you know, the title of this episode is to make today, but I mean like yesterday and today and tomorrow, these are things we constantly need to remind ourselves and remind each other of. So if you've never even heard of money blocks, you're like, what is this talking about? Like the mindset stuff. I just need to create the course and get it out there. And it's just going to be that simple. I just want you to open your mind, open your heart to receiving something today that is going to help you get out of your own way. So another, I haven't read the book yet, but it's called The Inner Game of Tennis. My friend Jada was telling me about it. Then I was reading about it and it said one of the summaries, because I was just looking for the quick fix, the summary. It said that performance equals potential minus interference, right? So cool. If you have all this potential, that's great. But if you're not doing anything with it, then there's no performance. There's no result, right? So what we want to do is drop the interference. We want to clear the resistance to whatever's holding us back from really going for it and turning our potential into performance. And so the money mindset shifts I want to share with you today can hopefully help you do that. So just take a deep breath. We're going to start in with myth number one, and then we'll tell you like, why it's a myth, why it's a flat out lie and what the truth is. Okay. So myth number one, I have to be everything to everyone. Can you see how this would hold you back? If you feel like you have to solve all problems for all people, obviously, but not so obviously it's not true. You don't actually have to be all things to everyone. So if you feel like, oh, but I feel bad if it's not like, if I can't help this particular group and this particular group, it's like, that's okay. You have permission to pick a niche, even if it's not a content niche, but it's like the people that you really do love to serve. You don't have to feel guilty over only serving those people. You can really serve those people well if you give yourself permission to focus on serving them well. Or if it's a broader group of people, but it's one very specific issue like doorknobs. <laughs> I just say that because I'm looking at my door in my guest room studio right now. But you know what I'm saying? You have permission to focus on your zone of genius and to own it. And you can share whatever you're sharing with a particular audience in mind. You're the boss, so you get to pick what you want to talk about and create. So that's myth number one. I have to be everything to everyone because then you won't. I mean, that's just obviously way too much pressure. So release the pressure. Give yourself permission that you just want to be the right fit for the right person. 
Number two is a huge, oh my gosh, this is so huge, especially for me, recovering perfectionist, like reflects like you're probably a recovering perfectionist too, or maybe you're straight up perfectionist and you're not yet to the recovery part. So myth number two is I have to be perfect in order to be successful. This is also a myth. You don't have to be perfect. You won't be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Perfect is boring. And it's also just not real. Like, let's just be honest. No one is perfect. This is just, it's truly, it's mindset stuff and it's keeping you playing small or not at all. Or even if you're out on the playing field, you're having a miserable time because you're putting way too much pressure on yourself. Everyone starts somewhere. And one of my favorite things, this is from another conversation I've had with Denise, which I will link to in the show notes, but she was talking about whenever she was building her boot camp to what it is. It's like, this is just a placeholder. I'm going to put this up just as a placeholder, you know? And then later on, it's like, wow, she's built a very successful business on placeholders that she then gradually upgrades and updates over time. But in the meantime, you just get something in there. And that's what I always say. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be shared. And again, you're not going to start off like masterful. We're learning as we go. It's an iterative process. You put it out there and then you get feedback and then you tweak and restyle accordingly. So if you feel like you have to have everything in place to start, you never will. You start by being imperfect and you continue by being imperfect. That's what makes you endearing, you know? And when I've had podcast episodes where my robot vacuum sharky goes off, it's like you probably enjoy that because you may have a sharky too, or maybe it's your dog, your actual pet, or your kids, or whatever it is. It's like, like I said, perfect is boring, basically. And that even if it was like 95% awesome, because you know, you have a level and a standard of excellence or whatever it is, that 5% makes you super charming and endearing to the rest of us. So please don't try to be perfect. We don't want to have to be perfect. It's like basically when people won't make typos around me, or they make a typo, and then they're like, oh, Oh my gosh. I'm like, dude, if you say you can't make a typo, then you're saying I can't make a typo and I don't need that kind of pressure in my life. So I feel very strongly about myth number two. I have to be perfect in order to be successful. It's not true. doesn't need to be perfect. Just needs to be shared. Okay. Number three, everybody will think I'm a fraud. So this is another one of those money mindset shifts of putting yourself out there and charging for a product or a service that you actually enjoy delivering. You can't win them all. That's the truth. Not everybody likes everything and that's okay. And I was actually just rereading the new version of Denise's original Lucky Bee book. And she's like, even Mother Teresa wouldn't have a 100% approval rating. So why are we even trying? You know, it's the anticipation and the fear of that first hater email or the criticism or whatever. It's usually worse because it's keeping you paralyzed from even putting yourself out there. Well, one, it's not going to be that common, you know, as much as you think, oh, if I put myself out there and there's more people to see me, then there's more people to disagree with me. It's not actually going to happen that often. And when it does happen, it's just proof that you are putting yourself out there and that's a freaking win. So what you need to do in order to overcome this one is to surround yourself with proof that's building you up so that whenever, if, and when it does happen, seldomly it will happen. Surround yourself with proof or support or somebody to like read your emails for you so that you can take the criticism and keep on moving. Okay. Myth number four, I have to be the Oprah of my industry or I shouldn't even try. And I've talked about this a lot actually in previous episodes, especially let's think why your voice matters. 
Yeah, that's a good one for this. Why your voice matters. And recently, more recently than this one, Denise had shared this 37 lessons on becoming a self-made millionaire. And one of the ones that resonated with me and with everyone is her saying, I'm a contributor, not a guru. And that's basically what this one is. It's okay to just contribute to the conversation and give yourself permission that you don't have to be the guru, right? You can take that pressure off of yourself. You don't have to be the voice, the authority on this field, although you totally can be, but it's okay just to add your flavor to the conversation. You have a lot of value to add and somebody needs to hear it from you. Again, I won't go all the way deep into this because I've done this in in previous episodes and I'll keep saying it forever more, but somebody needs to hear this from you. Like I'm sharing these lessons that I first learned about through Denise, at least in this capacity, but maybe you haven't met Denise yet. So here you are hearing it from me and I'm making that link for you. So if you're thinking that you have to be the guru, the end all, in order to be valuable at all, you have to be the extreme authority. Well, one, that's straight up not possible because you do just have to put yourself out there first. But even then, even if you never become the guru and the end all be all, you still have value to add. So you've got to get over yourself here and focus on the people who want and need what you have to share in the way that only you can share it. All right. So that's myth number four. Myth number one, let's review. I have to be everything to everyone. No, you don't. Myth number two, I have to be perfect in order to be successful. No, you don't. Myth number three, everybody will think I'm a fraud. Some people will, and that's okay because most people won't. The people that you're, your dreamies, the ones that you are uniquely suited to serve are going to love it and they need you, which ties into myth number four. You have to be the Oprah of your industry or you shouldn't even try falsy pants again because you don't need to be a guru. You can just be a contributor. Okay. Myth number five, I have to work really hard to make money. And Denise and I, in this video, we talk about, we both struggle with this one big time, but the truth is you don't have to be exhausted, frazzled, miserable to earn your money. You really don't. So when you find yourself overcomplicating things or that mean girl voice or the dictator is taking over and you're saying no to things that you know, you would actually really like to do like fresh air. You're not even letting yourself up to pee (laughs) and you're burning the midnight oil every single night. You're burning out. As my friend Jen Kim, I forget what her episode number is, Jennifer Kim, she's like, protect the asset. You are the asset. You are your security. Even if all else failed today and like your bank accounts were drained somehow, you are the asset. You are the security. You are the talent here. So you've got to take care of yourself. And you can remember it's not about working harder. It's about adding more value. How can you give? How can you serve? It doesn't have to be how long in terms of quantity of time or effort. It's about the value. And that can be really fun if you let it be. I love EFT. That's another thing that I was getting into right around the time that I was discovering Denise's work and my friend Michelle Simmons, who I talked about in another episode. And I'm going to link also in the show notes to this book called Tapping Into Wealth by Margaret Lynch. But what I love about it is lots of things. I need to do a whole episode dedicated on that. But one of her, Margaret Lynch's EFT videos, it's like, how can I give? How can I serve? It's a fun round of tapping for like $50,000. You know, what could I give? How could I serve to where I would give $50,000 worth of value? And it doesn't have to be like, for example, my first launch of a course about copy was $50,000 worth of value. Literally 50 people joined the course, whether I was delivering it to one person or 100 people, I was doing the same thing. 
And so it doesn't have to be about working more. It's just about more value. And so creating something leverageable or scalable, obviously, is one way to do that. Okay, so it doesn't have to be harder. It just needs to be smarter. Myth number six, but my work should be free for everyone. And truthfully, it probably is free. Whatever information you're sharing probably is free somewhere. I mean, this podcast is free that you're listening to right now. So just about everything under the sun is a Google search away. But that said, people are happy to pay for convenience for your take, your shortcuts, like your filter. If it's like, okay, Nikki, there are 10 different ways, 50 different ways that I could write my about page or my sales page, but I want to know what's worked for you and your clients and your customers. And of course about copy, you're saving me the time. And so it is the convenience. Then there's the extra bells and the whistles that you've added. People want to save time, money. They want to experience something and they want to take the path of least resistance. So instead of Googling, this is just my example with the course about copy because it comes to mind. But instead of Googling, I say this all the time, 50 different ways to write an about page or sales page, or what do I put on my contact page or my media page or my homepage or blah, 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 blah. Let me cover that for you and save you the time in Googling it. Like there's an infinite ways that you can make a return on your investment and that your clients can make a return on their investment because of the time that you're saving, the value that you're adding, the inspiration that they're getting just by being in your space, just by getting your cooties. That's valuable. And it's important here not to make assumptions about other people's spending habits because they're grownups. Don't feel afraid like, People aren't going to like me if I have to. Again, you can feel afraid and then you can tap through it. (laughs) Google EFT around fear of selling. I don't mean to diminish your feelings or anything. I get it. That's why this is one of the biggest myths, right? But I don't want you to make assumptions about other people's buying habits and think this is going to be too expensive for them. So I'm either going to price it super low or I'm just not going to offer it or whatever. Your job is to create something great and tell them about it. And if they want your flavor of value, they will happily pay for it. I know it because I've experienced it. Hello, dream clients. That's what it's all about. So if you feel guilty and you feel guilty for charging or whatever, then you really need to amp up and realize the value that you're offering to people. And you also know that you are helping people for free when you're doing things, whether it's your podcast, your emails, whatever your freebie is, however you're basically marketing whatever your paid offer is, you're adding value in lots of other ways. So even people who could never afford your product or your program or your service, there's still a way for them to get value and you can rest easy in that and know that, cool, check, you're doing your work, you're serving the world, you're putting free content out there and you deserve to be paid. Otherwise, you can't keep putting your free content out there because you're going to burn yourself the F out, right? So you do need to be able to be paid in order to support. And then the more money you make, the more impact you can have, which is a great conversation I had with Stu McLaren. Remind me to do a solo episode on that as well. Okay, so now we're at myth number seven. Actually, this is kind of a perfect lead-in to the Stu thing. So myth number seven is I don't care about the money. I just want to help people. And the truth is it's not an either-or. You can do both and it's okay for you to make money doing something you genuinely enjoy. That's actually what we call live in the dream. That's ideal (laughs) for you to make money doing something that you genuinely enjoy. Imagine if the whole world was making money doing something that we each enjoyed. That's like world peace, utopia, dream world, right? But when you stop the flow and you insist on giving, 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 giving without ever opening up to receive, again, that's what's going to lead you to burnout or resentment. 
Because if you're not being paid and you're not being paid well enough to actually support yourself and your family and your business, then you're going to, you're either going to have to poop out and just shut the doors because you can't even deliver anything because you're physically burnt out or you're so over it, or you are going to be serving people, but not from a place of like expansion and feeling good and feeling inspired to show up for people. Like I love that when I'm selling a product program or service, it's priced in such a way that I feel good about like, yes, again, that Margaret Lynch tapping script, like how can I give, how can I serve? How can I show up in a way that feels so good? That's honoring this exchange of value, which is all that it is. So here you want to just think about charging well for what you do because that balanced value exchange is what will enable you and inspire you to do more and everyone wins in that case. So there's this mantra Denise talks about where if you just put your hand on your heart, take a deep breath and say, I serve, I deserve. I serve, I deserve. And here's what's sticky around that. And I was the same way where it's like, well, I don't deserve to make a whole ton of money. I mean, I don't deserve any more, but the truth is you don't deserve it any more than anyone and you don't deserve it any less than anyone. And this is one of the most powerful money mindset shifts you can make. It's not like there's this one pot of money in the whole world and that there's only a finite amount and that by you having a lot of money, someone else has less. It's actually not how it works. And that's what we think because we think about the piece of the pie right? But it's not about that. There's infinite amounts of pies. Like there's hashtag all the pies. So we have to think when you're really trying to shift into an abundance mindset, it's that by me making a lot of money, that doesn't mean that you make less money. Even if you had a direct offer that on the surface looks exactly the same as mine, people can do both. There are more than enough people who are going to love whatever I'm offering. And there are more than enough people who are going to love whatever you're offering. And there may be people who love what we're both offering. And that's great because remember, we're not taking ownership for them to say that they can only buy one. They can do both and learn from us both. And that's great. So when you really realize that there is more than enough that's available to you, again, think back to that equation or whatever it is from the summary that I googled of the inner game of tennis and you're thinking about how performance equals potential minus interference you think back through these myths listen back to this episode as often as you need to just to help remind yourself what's actually true because it's your job to release that resistance to turn down the interference so that you can unleash your potential on the world. You have so much value to offer. And as you do this, and as you take action, you're shifting your thoughts and your beliefs, and you're taking action, and you start to see the results, then you start to build this momentum that feels so freaking good because it's giving you evidence, which is then leading to giving you more confidence that you're like, look at me. Oh my gosh, I'm actually doing this. When I started my business, it was like, oh my gosh, everyone has a money tree in their backyard and we just didn't realize it. We actually all do have value to add and all we have to do is get out of our own freaking way and put ourselves out there when it feels scary. I don't mean to minimize it, but I do mean to simplify it. It's not that it's easy, but it is simple. So this is what, like I said, I really want to have this as a conversation with you, this getting back to basics mindset is everything. 
I mean, of course, you need to be able to have, again, the clarity on knowing your value, who you want to serve and how you want to serve them. And then I can help you communicate that (laughs) through a course about copy. You need to have a way to serve these people. We'll get to that. That's going to come up next month. And I'm going to share more around like creating a course about copy and all of that with you. If you haven't created your signature thing and your way to work smarter and to serve more, whether you're doing that in addition to one-on-one or not, but in the meantime, this first piece of getting back to basics is about this money mindset stuff. When you go to the show notes for this episode, I'll have the full video conversation linked up where we first talked about these seven mindset shifts. But if you want to skip a step and go to Denise's latest free training, just go to naptimeempires.com slash money, and I'll have that linked up for you. But in the meantime, I just want you to go back through, listen to this, tell me in the comments on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can find me, which one of these myths has been holding you back the most. And what are you going to do to actually release it? You know, like, are you going to write it on a post-it? Are you going to set an alarm on your phone to remind yourself what's actually true? I want to know what are you doing to actually shift it? You know, we don't need to just sit in the blocks. We don't need to stew on it for like three weeks. We don't need to journal on it every day. We just need to identify, oh, that's a belief. I can see how that's been holding me back. And now I see what's true. And let's program in what's true so that you can unleash your genius on the world. All right, I hope this was helpful for you. Again, join me over at naptimeempires.com slash Facebook so that we can continue this conversation and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye. This show may be over, but the conversation is just beginning. Head on over to naptimeempires.com slash Facebook so you can join my free, wait, did I say free? I'm in priceless, rapidly growing community of naptime empire builders for deeper discussions, behind the scenes scoop, and of course, updates whenever I've got new stuff coming up for you. Naptimeempires.com slash Facebook. See you there. See you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 